Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon in Nashville. What? Yes. There's snow back, place baby. like home in Nashville. <laughs> oh, it's super snowy, but it just feels like Ohio to me. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. There you go. Yeah, hey, everybody. It's, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs Podcast. We'll talk about Jared's snow business later, I guess. Uh, we're thrilled to death that you are listening Woo-hoo! to our show. We are very excited. We're always excited um, at this time of the week. Do you know why? Because we get to hang out and talk about guitar stuff. I yes. love it. That's right. I what get else to, do we I get do? to talk with my friends and new friends. Speaking of new friends, yes, we got one on the line. Friend, who are you? My name is Sean Cotchell. Hey, excellent. Hey, uh, hey. Uh, and your company is called what? Cotchell Guitars. Okay, and where yeah. can people go find out about that as we're listening? And they can go uh, right to CotchellGuitars.com. Find me on Instagram at Cotchell Guitars, and I'm of course on Facebook. Excellent. Well, we got a, a a bunch of requests, and they said you really should talk to this dude. And and I checked in with Hank of Rattlesnake ah, because that's he's right. like he's like your neighbor. He is. Hank's an awesome dude. And uh, he said, "Absolutely, got to have him on." I said, "That's a big enough endorsement for me." So we're gonna talk to you now. What is it that maybe uh, in in an intriguing way you do a different kind of guitar? by and large what kind of guitars do you do by and large we'll get into the deep stuff later all right yeah for the most part i do resonator guitars ah. oh ah we have not had you're the first on the show oh that's cool yeah, yeah. so we're gonna learn all a whole bunch about that i'm the one with the dumb questions so there <laughs> ask me the biscuit yeah <laughs> um we've got a a whole bunch of stuff to get through um a- including a great interview. Yes. So let's get to it, shall we? Yes, we shall. All right. Uh, first and foremost. Announcements? Um, yes. Well, let's see. This will come out next week. Yes. So if when you hear this at the beginning of next week, if you're going out to L.A. and hanging out now, please. Specifically. Get a hold Anaheim. of me and Tony. Yeah, <laughs> in Anaheim uh, for, for Nam. Please get a hold of us. We'd love to to meet you, talk to you, whatever. Yes. Regardless of, uh, you know, I don't know. Pick something regardless of, Tony. Re- regardless of time Cord- of day. Corduroys or not, we don't care. Time of, whether you're wearing your Ugg boots in 70 degree weather. Yes, like Tony did. <laughs> uh, so we're very excited about that. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to be yes. out there with uh, Johnny Morales. Uh, yes. Oakland Guitars. We're all hanging out together in the same Airbnb. Yay, over by uh, Disney. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, Garsh. Yeah, we had a really good time uh, out there the time beforehand. Yes, the time beforehand. That, that was a really good time. Yes, indeed. That's nice. Also, I got a really interesting call from. Well, not a call. I got a really interesting message. A massage from uh, Cindy of Cindy Guitars. Oh yes, yes, New York City, oh, yeah. and two yep. of our former guests. On the podcast that we interviewed, yes, uh, they're launching something new that is, I think, going to be quite exciting, and you're going to want to check out everybody. So Rick Kelly, yes. founder of Carmine Street Guitars, and oh, yeah. Cindy Hewlidge, that we just mentioned, Cindy Guitars, they've got a new guitar uh, and music-related podcast called Bones 
of Old New York. Mm. And if you heard that episode, you can recall that mo- their guitars are all made out of like the uh, the wood from the Bowery and Timbers. stuff. Timbers. That's so awesome. This is going to be, uh, I think, a really interesting show. And they're the just super sweetheart people. So yes. um, uh, please check that out. And I'm going to roll the demo, f- the, the promo for that right now. I'm Cindy Hewlett, and I make guitars. I make guitars, too. I know that. Let me introduce you. I'm Rick Kelly. <sighs> Never mind. Well, we make more than guitars now. We make podcasts. What's a podcast? Well, you know how our producer, Mike the Mike, comes to the shop and records us hanging out with all our friends? Oh, yeah, like when uh, Steve Gunn came by and told us that great story about losing his guitar in Russia. Or Dylan Keefe from RC Playground brought in that cool bass I made him with wood from the Chelsea Hotel. Exactly. We handmade custom guitars right here at Carmine Street Guitars in New York City's Greenwich Village. And we build them out of 200-year-old wood from these famous old buildings. That's where we got the name of the show, too, The Bones of Old New York. Yeah, we make guitars for all kinds of people like Bob Quine, Bob Dylan, Lou Reed, Patti Smith, Lenny K, Jeff Tweedy, and even Mike, our producer. It's true, I love my guitar. So listen to our show, The Bones of Old New York. Stream it wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Favorite, what now? It's like a radio show on your cell phone. Oh, that sounds like fun. So, make sure you go check that out, everybody. I'm checking it, it out should right be fun. now. I think they're doing it bi-weekly. Okay. And I, I believe cool. they just kicked it off. Does that mean twice off. a week or every other week? Uh, yeah. I guess every other week. Yes. <laughs> that's a, that's a, <laughs> that would be bi-monthly. Yes. Anyhow, yeah. uh, so there on, you go. I gotta. I always have to just make sure Todd is I, being accurate. I appreciate that. So uh, congratulations and um, I guess uh, good luck. Yes. And success to to further success to Cindy and Rick. Yes. And go check out our previous episodes with them: Cindy Guitars and Carmine Street Guitars. Yes, I can't remember the numbers because it's back there. Yeah, they're back there. Yeah, just do a do do a Google search. Yeah. All right, let's get into what's going on in our music world weekly. We're gonna kick it off with the lovely, mm-hmm. the voluptuous mm-hmm. Tanya Bolonsky, mm-hmm. uh, who's not aged well from the uh, from you know the previous. I'm aged years. to like a fine yes, cheese. Yes, like a fine That's sausage. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, Tony, go ahead and kick that off, and then we're going to check in with our friend Sean. Okay, well, that sounds good. Well, what a surprise today. I hear a knock at Who the door. <laughs> Housekeeping! <laughs> it was <laughs> And I go down, and the dogs are going crazy, and I no, open the front door, and there is a box. Yes. A box. A heavy box. Jelly of the Month Club. Yes, it is not the Jelly of the Month Club. What was the name on the label? It said swimming pool instructions. (laughs) I got, with my Christmas bonus, a new swimming pool. Perfect. Except it fits inside of a box. No, that's not it at all. Because inside the box, it was from uh, a certain person who lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. Oh, yeah. And uh, might be on the line right now. You're really dragging this on. Tell them what the heck it is. Well, anyhow, I open this up, and uh, I scribbled on an envelope. It says, give one to Todd. Perfect. (laughs) I said, okay. Real big. I can do that. But inside, this is a an incredible book. That's like a fifteen pound book. It's easily in two of them. This like a thirty pound box. Yeah. So this is a, a book called The Decade That Rocked, The Photography of Mark Weissguy Weiss. 
Now, for those who don't know who Mark Weiss is, he photographed everyone in the late 70s, through the 80s, even into the 90s. Not the guy who did The Room, who's like, oh, hi, Mark. Not that guy. Not that guy. (laughs) But anyhow, this is such a cool book because it it covers an era that I'm very familiar with. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know, I, 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 you know, this, I mean, there's just, some, there's some great photos in here. Yeah. And I would, uh, I would venture, a there, guess, there better be, it's a big book. It's a big book and there's lots of color photos. It would be a shame too. to stock that big giant book with crap photos. Yes. I mean, I could probably do without the John Bon Jovi stuff, but they, you know, uh, he's, uh. he's in there, but there's some great shots of ACDC and, yeah. Oh my gosh! All of the all Ozzie of the Ozzy and the crew. Oh Ozzy, yeah, yeah, definitely. Seth Leopard and all kinds of junk. So anyhow, it's just a really cool book. Thank I'm you, excited. Jared. Yeah, that's super this cool. This is Jared. this is such a cool book, and, and it's signed, no and it's signed too. Yeah, yeah. I I saw that. I, well, originally I got you guys bottles of whiskey. So the next time I see you guys, I'll give you a bottle of whiskey to put in the in the in the podcast uh, shop there. Ah yes, and. Uh, Studio, I'm sorry. And then, uh, yeah, uh, I saw those books, and I'm like, they got to have these. Yeah, it's perfect. And, it's and perfect. I opened yeah. it up, and I saw that it was signed, and I'm like, oh. Did you books. get one for yourself? I did not. Did Aww. you get one for Sean? I did not, but I, I have access to them. <laughs> I have access to them. <laughs> oh, Sean, you missed it by that much. <laughs> you could have oh, been a contender. <laughs> so, anyhow, that was a great surprise. I love yeah, good surprises. Fantastic. So, thanks again, Jared. Well, I still have mine at the house for no you, problem. Jared. So. Yes. No uh, problem. All right. Let's check in with Sean. What's going Yay. on in your music world this week that maybe is outside of the, the, the big story of your building? Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I, I live a pretty boring life, so uh, I don't have any big news other than I'm trying to stay warm. We've been in a crazy weather pattern that we've been freezing, like uh, below zero weather for the last five days and Oof. hard to work in the shop. So, do you have, did, it- did you get any, like, uh, any, any, any new uh, vinyl or listening to any new music or anything like that? Mm, well, the, that new Black Keys single came out, I guess. Mm, yeah. Tell us about that. It was pretty lame. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that older stuff. I wish they would have never changed that sound. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, just uh, that's about it. That's about how exciting my life is. I got a wife and kids and we've been trying to just endure this weather lately. So. Mm. Isn't it below twenty though? Is um, didn't you have some below twenty days? Yeah, the it... other morning it was thirty-seven below. So like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I go up to the shop and try to get it heated up and work, and they're just like, holy cow! I don't even know what I'm doing here. So yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. I see. I found that exciting oh. when when I lived in Minnesota. I was, I'm sure, one of the few people that would be standing outside downtown waiting for the. Uh, uh, the the big buses that to the tour bus things to take you, they have a fantastic uh, public transport system. So they have these you know big buses with heated seat and high back seats and reading lights and all kinds of stuff. And we'd sit there and wait, and the wind would be channeling through these things. And I I'd never experienced that kind of cold. And I was like, this is really exciting. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was the only person. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure you were. Yeah, middle of winter, you know, January in in uh, Minneapolis. Yeah. And, oof. So uh, I feel you, man. I, I understand what that. So uh, you're in Minneapolis, not St. Paul. 
Yes, I was in many yeah. offices. I actually, I remember one time. So I had a, I had a sob. I think you can probably uh, commiserate here. Um, I, is I had this a sob. a sob story? Yeah, it is a sob story. I had <laughs> a sob, a which fortunately was built for that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. And I remember getting ready to to go to work uh, on on one was it happened to be a weekend, and I uh, I got in, I turned on the car, and it said. Minus twenty five. Oh man! And that's that's just the outside temperature with no wind or anything. And I was just like, I felt like, yeah, let's do this. We're gonna make it. And it was like, it was kind of like this crazy <laughs> challenge. Like I could die, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but I made it clearly. So that's does good. that excite you the same way it did me, Sean? No, it doesn't. I'm over that yeah, <laughs> in a major way. Uh, yeah, I've had. I, I grew up on in out in the prairie, and we got that all the time. And now that I'm in the mountains, I can do without it. And uh, I worked up in the Arctic there for about six years. So Ooh, that, that's brutal. awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh well. Let's move on over to Jared. <laughs> <laughs> well, so um. Uh, my, my good friend, Mike, he, uh, I do a lot of collaboration with him and just playing music that he writes and I collaborate and uh, we have a good creative relationship and we're not famous or <laughs> no one knows who we are and we don't care. We I just have a great time. Are. Make, we make, <laughs> we have a great time making music. And uh, this last song that he wrote uh, is all acoustic guitars. Huh. Uh, so it's, it's all Martin D 35s. So I, I play my 1969 Martin dirty or D 35 dirty D 35. And, and he plays, he's got a 76 D 35 that he plays. So it's all Martin D 35s, except there is a Gibson Les Paul part. And the funny thing is you don't hear an electric guitar in the recording at all it's just that's just the guitar i picked up and plugged in and used for the mel nine effect ah <laughs> the mel nine so so the mel nine effect the and i talked about this before and rant and raved about how great it is so it's it's just it's an effect pedal that you can plug an electric guitar and it comes out sounding like a uh, yeah. mellotron yeah so, so i i just a, thought it was funny a, a ten thousand uh, dollar gibson going through a hundred and fifty dollar <laughs> pedal to sound like a five hundred dollar <laughs> organ. Well, this was a demo, and so we're gonna call it more like a eighteen hundred dollar. Yeah, yeah, eighteen hundred dollar. Yeah, going through a yeah, but I mean the funny thing is it's it's so acoustic and soft and nice and it has a it's kind of like the uh, it sounds like a recorder like the beginning of uh, or like the beginning of Strawberry Fields. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, kind of like that effect. So it's got a really cool sound, um, but it's a Les Paul. Dang it! Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. That's the funny yeah. part. So I thought I'd share that. That's no, cool. That's good. That's cool. Did you use yeah. the uh, uh, recent one you got with the uh, staple pickups? No, I just I used the one that was closest to me where I was sitting, and that was the Silver Burst Custom. Mm. That's an so excellent way to choose instruments. Modern Modern silver burst custom. All right, cut away at six pounds. So nice, mm. nice, not bad. What about you, Todd? Well, Man. hang on a second. Show and tell. Show and tell. Uh oh, he's leaving the. He's leaving the stage. He's opening. Is he going to get the guitar the case? 
There he goes. It's opening. Oh, he's having trouble with the latches, folks. Oh, no. He closed them back up so he could bring the case back to the table. Oh, now he's opening the case. Is it the Epiphone? It appears to be an Epiphone acoustic of some sort. Oh, yes. And yes, it looks to be. Tony. He's opening it. Gave me a bunch of crap. About not being able to string up a classical guitar. Oh. Let me tell you this, oh. and folks. Look at that sweet job Toddy did. I don't see it, but I'm just going to go ahead and say great job. Yeah, that, is, this is a, that is perfectly acceptable. Is a, 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 acceptable? <laughs> that is yeah, extraordinary. You're sloppy, you're sloppy up at the end. Yeah, you're sloppy up Sloppy at the top end. Not so much. <laughs> on, one, yes. on one peg. Yeah. On one peg. Anyways, I so this is a a seventy nineteen seventy one. It's well, I just I just restrung it, so it's gonna be a little out of tune. Um, That is a hey. Okay, yeah, we get it, we get it, we get it. That's a Yamaha. That's from the uh, Gagaki Nippon Gaki Nippon Gaki. It's a Japanese made. This is a good one. Yeah. Anyways, uh, nice. the string broke, and I the strings, oh, they were so gross, and I don't think they've been changed since 71. And so we put oh. some Kurt Mangans on that. Ah. Uh, I mean, no, not Kurt Mangans, uh, the uh, Diderio uh, Art. Oh, the ones that you got from yeah. Steve. Yeah. So, and the cool thing is I got to, you know, kind of hang out and do that with my, my daughter hanging around, and yeah, it was nice. Very I nice. Sounds nice. Yeah, go ahead. How was the I I was thinking like we didn't say anything about that winter guitar show did how was that we did have a wrap up of the winter guitar show I didn't I clip these the ends thing. by the way you didn't clip them I didn't clip them that's that's how precise they're exactly the length or the height of the wraparound bridgey thing this week's annual retentive award yeah. goes to Todd I Novak. nailed it man first time baby. <laughs> Nice oh, job. Trophy. No, it's very nice. You get a participation trophy, Todd. All right, coming back. Todd's coming back to the stage. Oh. He's putting his headphones on as we speak. And he's ready. To, oh, he's tangled up in the uh, cord. Oh, I made Lord. it. I made it. I made it. I, you know, I legit, I'm, I was really nervous about that. <laughs> And, well, I mean, you can, you got me all wound up about it. You're like, oh, you've never done that. Oh, geez, what are you thinking? And mm-hmm. I did, and I was like, look what I did. You're so. And I said, Tony's gonna say, I'm a good boy. I did it good. I'm putting a gold star on that. All one. All right. You want to uh, do a couple of mine? What? You want to do a couple of mine? No. <laughs> I was not. I, I, it was it was enjoyable time. Yeah, it's not. And if you haven't restrung your classical, try it. Worst thing can happen is you mess it up. Yeah, <laughs> well, you're not going to mess it up. No, you can't. It's it's actually really hard to mess it up. Uh, it's they're very forgiving, unlike the uh, electrics. Mm, I don't know. I if found I'd call them be. forgiving. I well, I say they are. Okay. Okay, we need to uh, check in. You know what? Speaking mm. of forgiving, Tony. Y- yes. You know what? Um, it goes really well with pedals. Uh, <laughs> classical guitars. No. Next to the classical guitar in my uh, area is a big pile of Tour Gear Designs patch cables. Oh, I know, and they are perfect for stringing your pedal board together, all shapes and sizes, all kinds of lengths, 
It is a fantastic offering. Did I mention they're flat? They are flat, and they have a very, very low um, profile. I guess profile and uh, diameter, diameter thumbprint, if you call whatever. Anyways, you got to get some of these. Tour Gear is very kind, and they set up a coupon for us. If you go there, you load up your cart, you get to the little thing that says, enter your coupon, you're going to put the guitar knobs, all one word, and they're going to save 15%. 15%. 15%. So uh, make sure you go do that, and we need to thank Tour Gear Designs for sponsoring our Four on the Floor. Jared? Let me get a little bit of this. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, Sean, go ahead and give us your four on the floor. All right. Well, my number one would be my uh, minor glitch fuzz pedal. Um, it's called the Res Dog. It's from my buddy over in uh, Bozeman, uh, minor glitch, Mario Minor. And it's it's just a fun uh, res pedal or a res pedal, uh, fuzz pedal. Um, he's a native builder. He really prides himself on uh, on just uh, taking what he does to a whole new level, which is really cool. Um, if you've ever seen his stuff online, he he took the idea of of a res dog. If you know what that is, he's got the bark, the snark, and the bite for the different adjustments on the pedal. The reservation great, dog, right? The reservation dog, and it's just a great pedal all around. All right. Uh, I if, looked if up, and by post, the way, it's yeah. minor, like coal miner glitch, minor right. glitch electronics. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think I could be wrong, but that might be a Facebook. Oh, let me let me see here. It, he only does have the, just the Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So go check that out. Minor glitch. We'll, we'll we'll look that up whilst you're talking. So what what do you uh, what do you like about that one? I just like the fact, uh, just that it's homegrown. Uh, it just represents uh, Montana and growing up. Uh, no one just it just has a real cool feel and aesthetic. And I just like the sound of different fuzz playing through it. And it just yeah, it just does it for me. Real cool, nice. Oh, oh there it oh, is, yeah, right Red there. Dog. Ooh, oh, and the eyes shotgun, glow. Shotgun shells. Well, that, that's the cool thing. Like when you're jamming out, the eyes light up on that dog, and it's really it's it's pretty pretty badass so nice oh that's a beautiful turquoise color too on some of them that looks really cool yeah that's Got cool a big stuff wolf looks like a you know well obviously it's a re- so the idea of a res dog is they're mean, you know it's not like a junkyard dog they're mean. <laughs> they don't mess around that's right yeah uh very cool very cool nice shout out to uh, a, a smaller builder that we may not be the most familiar with so go check that out minor glitch um and does he make more than the res dog he does uh as far as pedals go i don't he he makes some amps and uh, does some other electronic stuff he's pretty small uh builder he does it in batches he he's pretty big at um he's a performer and then he also works at uh the big music store over here Uh um that uh, is pretty well known. Uh, Look, it looks like he's got a, a pretty cool, and I've I've seen some of these before, and I've got th- I actually have three of these uh, in my garage, though though they are not amps, but they are uh, ammunition cases, the metal ammunition cases. 
Yeah, he does. That. What's cool about that, the, uh, the uh, circuit board of that is uh, in the shape of Montana. And each one of the different circuits for that board is uh, is an Indian reservation in the oh. state of Montana. And it's all connected together, which I think just is a really unique and uh, really prideful thing on his behalf to, to build such a cool thing. Yeah. They're really, really. I, I like the uh, the uh, look of that. That's really fun. The aesthetic, if you will. The, yes, that too. Uh, all right. How about number two? Number two. Uh, this is a uh, just. I, I build stomp boxes, so it's that, those are basically the only two things I use when I'm playing. Is that fuzz pedal and a and one of my stomp boxes. Just um, it's just a piezo based stomp box. Gives you everything from a knock on the door to a big bass oh, thump. Oh, literally a stomp box. Yeah, literally a stomp box. And okay. they can, you got a big enough PA, it, yeah. they sound awesome. So, yeah, those, that's that's basically my two out of the four. I make them um, just out of a lot of the scrap stuff that I end up uh, with my builds. And I take, I, I keep everything. And then, yeah. Huh, fun. I, I build them, sell them all over the place. Yeah. A lot of music stores carry them. It's fun, fun not stuff. Not bad, not bad. One time when I was in Austin, there was a band playing at a club down there. And the coolest thing is the drummer had a Samsonite suitcase that was his his kick. <laughs> and it actually sounded really good. Interesting. But it looked really cool, too, because he's just... And it's probably easy to carry around. It's got a handle on everything. Dig it. Yes. I like that. Um, all right. Let's... Get on. Well, that's so we had to. It's a two on the floor. Yeah, everybody. It's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two wheel. That's okay. Yeah. Um, two speed. Yeah. Two um, speed. One little under little shout out thing. I I think uh, I'm saying this right here. It it appears to be so on the uh, the speaker cover on the uh, 50 cal um, ammunition box is it's wire, but it looks like a dream catcher kind of. I could be wrong, but that that's what when I see that I'm like that looks like a dream catcher. Really? Kind of, yeah. Which kinda, would, you know, that's a it's kind of a native thing. Looks right? kind of like a spider web. Uh well, if you're dreaming about spiders, I suppose. But anyways, <laughs> eh, just a thing I saw. Okay, so let's talk to Sean. <laughs> Get me out of this. Let's talk to Sean about uh his fantastic guitars and 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 rem reminder everybody go to uh you want to tell them where to go real quick yeah just uh kochelguitars.com uh or k-o-c-h-e-l yep k-o-c-h-e-l uh guitars.com or find me on instagram um at kochel guitars all right and then of course everybody has facebook so facebook of course yes 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 um all right. Well, I think the obvious uh, thing to to dive into is um, there are not a ton of resonator guitar makers out there. Uh, well, comparatively to other guitar makers, I would say, right? That's Tony? correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tony's Tony's giving me the eyeballs. Like, why do you open your mouth? <laughs> uh, wait, that's no, my job here. are you saying that there's tons of them out there millions well millions no, and i'm millions. gonna go with sean on this one <laughs> i mean you know compared to like when i started to how many there are now there's uh, uh quite a few but i mean when i it there, there's not as many as like guys building tellies or something like that you oh know yeah. I mean? yeah yeah definitely so how about resonator tellies 
I make a resonator telly. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Sean, how uh, tell us about how you got kind of into this? I think this is not the 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 typical thing to fall into when people go, you know, I'm going to start making guitars. No, um, no, you know, I had a um, so a while back I had a a beekeeping business, and um, well, I'll even say before that I. uh, well, I was into guitars and I'd buy and sell guitars and I'd find junk guitars and I'd rebuild them and resell them and play them and, and have fun with them. But, uh, in the meantime, I ended up starting this commercial bee business with my dad. He was getting ready to retire and, um, the business was going along great. And then my dad got sick and, and passed away. Uh-huh. And then, uh, so that year it, it threw a big damper in the whole business, of course. And, uh, but that same year, all my bees died commercially, and it was just such an economic oh. blow. I was like, "Ugh, forget it." Also, but, a, uh, a mental and heart. Oh blow. yeah, Jeez. well, that yeah. I mean, the guy was my best friend, so yeah. When, yeah. when was that? That was in two thousand three. What was his name? Larry. Yeah. Larry. Yeah. All right. And um, so, but in the mean, before we all that stuff, uh, I had it in my head that I was gonna um collect all these old buildings. So I'd, I'd go, go around, uh, ask farmers, ask ranchers about, hey, what are you going to do with that old building? And then I'd ask that a lot of them used to just burn them or push them over or whatever. And um, all that stuff was from the early homesteading days. So 100 plus years old, I'd get the history of the building, dismantle the building and then collect and keep all this wood. So this was before I ever knew I was going to start building guitars. But I was collecting all this wood, and I thought, well, there's all these uh, businesses that buy into this raw ma- these materials to set up. Like Applebee's would buy it to make signs for their chain, or some other company would buy this wood for the aesthetic of their restaurant or whatever. And when I went to go sell this wood to these people, they didn't want to really pay you much for how much effort I put into it. So I just hung on to it for years. I mean, we had like eight buildings we had stacked up on a property, and um, – so anyway, fast forward, my dad passes away, the bees die, and uh, that winter, <clears throat> this thing pops up, uh, how how to build a guitar in a day, and I was like, well, I've already, I, I, I weirdly bought some tools, like some luthier tools from Stumac the year before, uh, just because I was rebuilding guitars that I would, you know, fix a bridge here, redo a, a brace there, fix a nut. And I was like, well, one of these days I'm going to build a guitar. But then a year later, here I am actually building a guitar. And it was just to build like the simple box guitar. And um, I went through that and uh, I showed it to my family. And they were like, whoa, holy cow, that thing is awesome, man. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is pretty cool. Um, and my mom was going to a, do a like a craft show thing. And she's like, I'm going to take one of these with me if you don't mind. And I was like, yeah, go for it. And she took it and she's like, I sold it. That, that thing it wasn't even there five minutes. And I was like, oh, you think people like those things? And uh, <laughs> now was, now was, <laughs> was, this, guitars. was this a resonator well, guitar back then? No, no, no. This was just a simple box guitar, just a four string box. Oh, like and a cigar box guitar? Like, like a cigar box guitar. Oh, okay. This, this is in like the winter of 2003, 2004. And, uh, and I was like, well, you know what? I could make a few more of these things, and then I'll I'll start using that money to redo my 
bee business, try to buy back more bees, get that going again. And uh, so I started making them, but I just kept getting order after order after order. And that first year, it was like 66 orders. The next year, it was like 120 orders. Wow. It was just like, I was like, holy cows. All the way up till about 2008. 2008 hit, that recession hit. Oh, yeah. That, that <laughs> it went really down. It, it went down to nothing. And I, I couldn't even barely give those things away. And I was like, well, I don't want to go get a real job now. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, what the heck am I going to do? And I was like, well, I'll just double down because I mean, in the when I was in between building those box guitars, what I really was like in love with the idea of making like a arch top or a, an acoustic, you know. So I started building acoustics. I bought the way better tools. Uh, started reading up on more things, and uh, it eventually it morphed into the acoustic guitars. Like you know what? There's a lot of good acoustic builders out there. I'm not. I didn't go to school for this, but I still like building guitars. What's a guitar that I really like? It's like, I like that resonator guitar. So I just did some research, started building resonators. And, and I mean, I basically the rest is history. But the cool thing about that was that was the turnaround after the recession mm-hmm. was when things started picking up. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I got orders coming in. And guys like these resonator guitars. So I, I just, it was, and then now what ended up happening is it's kind of like my niche, even though there's a million other guitars I'd love to build, you know, but I'm so busy building this resonator all the time. So busy building <laughs> this stupid resonator. <laughs> well, no, I try to get better. I do not stupid resonator, but, but you know, I, try, I try to get better and better doing it all the time. You know, I like, I try to perfect the craft and um, I get more and more into it and, and come up with new ideas and, and change it that way. But no, I mean, there's other guitars that if I had time, I dream about building, you know? So yeah. it's just, it drives me. It's like, when am I ever going to get the time to build that other dream guitar over here? Now, are so, you, are you, uh, it looks like, I mean, based on the designs that I'm seeing, uh, are you making your own metal parts for the resonator or are you getting yeah. them and modifying them? No. So um, I'm making all the metal parts now, other than if somebody orders something with a traditional, the traditional cover plate or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So I came up with the ideas like, you know, how could I differentiate myself? Uh, and, and a lot of it was also like, I want to be different as far as like, I don't want to keep looking like what everybody else is making either. Right. So there's so much uh, artistic freedom with that thing. I can make different designs. And one of the other things was too, at the time was I was uh, sourcing a certain cover plate from a manufacturer down in Texas or a guy from Texas who was getting them for me and he couldn't get them anymore. And Mm. I really, I really wanted it. And, uh, and like, they're not making them anymore. And uh, scoured the internet, couldn't find anybody selling them. So I was like, well, you know, I have CNC uh, knowledge. I'll just design one and, cut it out but how am i going to make it how i'm going to dome this thing and so then i just i made a mold started molding all the metal pieces uh press them and i was like okay i can do whatever i want now i'll make whatever whatever design i want and just incorporate it into the guitar for the design so i I just saw this black single cut it's all like uh, oxidized black the whole thing good lord that is a beautiful guitar that is really cool uh now, let me ask you about it. Uh, so, okay, we're going to have to, we will unpack exactly what a resonator guitar is in a second. But whilst we're, whilst. And at the same time. Yes, that we're on talking about the, um, the caps. That, the resonator. The resonator cap. Okay, sure. It seems as though 
that would be like one of the place, almost like a like a, well, literally like a brand, like on a uh, livestock. Where it's like you got your a signature decor uh, um, decoration, a signature you know motif, if you will. Is that the case in the resonator world? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, I, most of those guys want. Uh, most guys like the traditional looks of the. There's different ones. There's like a strainer style, a chicken foot style, one called the UFO, but a floral design. No, but no, that's not necessarily where you brand your 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 design in okay. uh, necessarily. Okay. Um. So let's talk about. Uh, we'll get back into all the little details that you do and everything. But I think it it would be very helpful for. Oh, I see the. Are those are those uh, on one of your posts? You've got some turquoise wedge uh, things. Are those your stomp boxes in there? Oh yeah. Are you on like the Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I interesting. Probably... Bees. Yeah, bees and all kinds of. Okay, man, so much stuff to talk about. Let's take a step back. All right. I'm I'm going to ask a lot of the the you know the questions that Tony's going to roll his eyes at because honestly, I, you, you got a guy on the line who knows zip yes. about Todd will be guitars. Todd will be playing the part of idiot on the street. I will be playing the part of Todd. <laughs> <laughs> so, what exactly is a resonator guitar? Uh, resonator guitar um, is a uh, guitar. Did you need to get a drink of water before this, or anyway? Yeah, this is going to be a long one here. No, um, seriously though, uh, a resonator guitar was a style of guitar that was invented uh, to help amplify the sound during the big band era in the early days. Right, it was be- right before electrification, and it was to project sound out. Now, was that it, is this after the banjo? Because I know the banjo was like, I believe the banjo was like the first, uh, you know, because they were doing like the normal, um, uh, you know, acoustics like Django and all that stuff. And then the banjo, because they're like, we can't hear it. And they brought right. the banjo in. Right. So, yeah, this is after the banjo. Okay. This, this is, is how I, I vaguely understand the history of, of the early guitars. So, yeah, it was in the... <laughs> the the time when that they wanted to project that sound, but <clears throat> it's a metal cone inside of a well that your strings go over the bridge, and then when it's played, it, a- it amplifies out. So um, it resonates that sound to help play over the other music. But uh, not too long after that, you know, then amplification came in, and then the resonator kind of fell to the to the wayside but other cultures picked it up and um and ran with it so a lot of people use it as a reminiscent to the early days of the blues and a lot of people take it to the hawaiian style music or lap steel type um yeah it gives you that uh I like it because it evokes an, an older time, uh, a throwback feel to me. And there's a lot of cool things that can be done with a, a resonator guitar that you're just not going to get with a, a regular guitar. Um, but with that being said, also, like most of the resonator guitars that I'm building are uh, are more of a electric uh, hybrid. Uh, I don't build too many of the uh, fully acoustic style, but I do make a, uh, a hollow body, which sounds more like an acoustic and then the one that's popular, the ones that mostly that you'll see on that Instagram with, um, it's kind of more of a, almost a solid body, 
that then uses pickups to to exploit the sound. Got it. Got it. Best of both worlds. Yes, indeed. Um, so even if you are not um, playing in a, a ragtime band or something like that, like who are these for? Uh, well, uh, I get a lot of orders from, I'd say mainly Please like. say ragtime bands. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say, like ragtime and, and barbershop quartet style. But yeah, um, no, it's uh, it's a lot of blues musicians will use them. Um, and people who just want a different tool in their toolbox, you know. But it's a, a lot of guys who see my stuff, they, it just it throws them back to like this idea of early days uh working through the blues type but i mean really anybody can use a resonator guitar it's just another it's just another sound that you could use to make any kind of music you want do you uh do you set them up as like standard guitars or like slide guitars no how i can ask that actually for real when i send them out i send them out as um it's not so it's i i don't consider it slide but uh, some people might consider it's like it's it's I try to do the best of both worlds because a lot of guys like to finger pick and um, and fret through. But when you get to like on the 12th, I, it's about eight thousandths at the 12th for me. So a lot of guys think that's a little high. Um, but at the same time, they're also you can adjust them down to like if if you want to have a. a a lower action if that's what you're into you know playing further down um without the slide but yeah i try to do the best of both worlds slide and and uh cording are you are you a good slide player i think i'm not too bad yeah um, i feel okay. like i you know I'm, I'm definitely a lot better than i used to be you know so i because i and that's i love noodling with the slide and, and coming up with different riffs and yeah i think it would be a dip it would be difficult to say I'm going to build resonator guitars and like be terrible at slide and or hate playing the slide. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. But, but the thing is you don't have to have a slide to play these things either at the same time. Just, I think it's just, it's, it makes it a way cooler instrument if you're using the slide. And then there again with the slide, you've got so many other choices to play. You're like, are you going to use a brass slide or a copper slide? Are you going to use glass? Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's all, all give you a different, uh, double A battery, double A battery, a socket. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Uh, now I, 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 back to the, now, what is the correct terminology for these things? Don't listen to Tony. What is the correct terminology for the metal biscuit on the front? Oh, the, the top part is called the cover plate. Thank you. Okay. So the resonator cover plate, the resonator apparatus. Yes. The, the, all the pieces. How many pieces is that? The, well, it'd be uh, three. Oh, well, no, I take that back, including the cover plate four. And the tailpiece five, so yeah, five. Okay. So, so, but there's different styles of resonators. There's like um, a spider cone, there's a tri cone, and there's a single cone. I mean, I just make single cone resonators. So, um, there's there's a whole world within a world of resonators of different kinds of resonators that are made. And now, uh, so I'm glad that you just went right into that because that's where I was going to try to go. I assume that there are different um, acoustic. Uh, qualities that you'd get out of different things any particular reason why you just do the one and the second part of that question 
what is the unique um, acoustic uh, sound out of that? Well, the one reason I do that is uh, just because I'm a one man show. So it's to keep from having to shift gears constantly mentally while building. Um, and just how the majority of my jigs are set up, I can make different guitar models using the same formula. And then um, acoustically, uh, well, I got, I have three different, you have three different sounds that you can get out of one thing. And uh, it just depends on what model that you end up getting. So like the popular one is the basically a solid body, uh, which you get that, that tinny sound, but there again, you're relying a lot on the, on the pickup. And then the semi hollow body or the hollow body, basically how I, built the whole guitar which gives you the kind of the best of both worlds where you're getting just a nice acoustic like a fuller richer sound acoustically which gives you that reverb back from the um, cone hitting and bouncing off the sound box of the guitar and then of course the fully acoustic which is then um you know where you get more of that beautiful acoustic sound that acoustic guitar can give you so and you're um uh, the the hollow body ones you were talking about are this kind of like a parlor shape guitar, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I do I do the the majority of the like the Les Paul style and the parlor ones. They're all it's all parlor size, so twenty four and a half scale right. um, guitars. But then when I do the Tele style and then some of those other guitars that you might see that I do, they're all at twenty five and a half. So the Tele styles are really cool. Oh, thank you. If, if you would have said, "Oh, I make Tele Tele style uh, resonator guitars," I don't know that I would be like, "Oh yeah, show me." <laughs> but these are I, I'm really now I've I've seen some of these before, but I'm seeing I'm going through a lot more, and I'm like, "Wow, I, I, there's so many there's so many varietals that you can come up with just." From the uh, accoutrement that you put on, and and all the different d- little design details, uh, you must have a lot of fun, especially when when customers are saying, "I'd like this or that." Yeah, I mean, one thing I like is when they say when somebody wants something out of the norm, uh, and then it's just like, "All oh, right, now I get to do something different," and that's that's fun when somebody has their own. I'm not always, I, I take that back because <laughs> I've had nightmare <laughs> situations too, yeah. where you're like, you want me to make what now? Yeah. But, uh, but uh, no, like when somebody does something a little bit uh, like, Hey, I always wanted a guitar that looked like this or had this design or maybe had this, uh, this pickup uh, combination or something different because a lot of the things that you see that I have out there, I've made hundreds of them and it's just it's nice when somebody comes up with a new idea. Yeah. So like, has anybody ever said that they want like a strainer style? Um, but in a, in the, uh, like, a a, a portrait of, of Rodney Dangerfield. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> no, they've, they've made some pretty strange requests, but, uh, nothing quite like, uh, well, Dangerfield. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a, uh, there was a shot. Uh, there was a chance that that could have happened. I might as well yeah. ask. Now, have you, uh, after you've done so many of these, uh, you, you said you're using a tricone? No, no, no. no. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a, I, I just do, uh, 
biscuit style single cone uh, models mainly. Okay. You know, okay. I mean, not not that I'm averse from doing any of those other ones, but I would really have to change up my my uh, right. setup. Right, to, right, right. Yeah. Um, where have you found the most, um, I guess, creative leeway or inspiration, like to to mess around with things the most? as far as the different parts and pieces that you're working with, because there are a lot to be able to have creative freedom here. And I, I assume um, that maybe one you've been more drawn to than another. Yeah. Well, of course it's the cover plate and then just the finish um, in, in itself. The one thing is like, uh, I let everybody know I'm not doing any nitro finishes. I don't pol overly polish anything. And, uh, I'm just, that's just not my aesthetic. Uh, I love guitars that, and people who do that, uh, but that's not who I am. But uh, it's like any kind of wild or rustic finish because it all also goes back to the the building materials that I'm using because they're pretty unconventional compared to what uh, most people use in the world of guitar building. So, what, what kind of woods are you using since it's all reclaimed? Yeah, tree, so. Tree wood. Uh, Tree, yeah, tree wood. Wood from the <laughs> oh, wood, wood, that, wood that comes off a tree. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's just, you know, this stuff in the West here, out in Montana especially, um, we're looking at pine, large mm -hmm. uh, tamaracks, things like that, um, which, you know, aren't typically considered tonal woods or guitar woods. But the fact is that these wood, this, this wood I'm using, all had came from the old growth forests that were first cut down when people were coming out here homesteading. Mm -hmm. And um, and then they have 100 plus years of weather beat into this wood. It it gives it a, they totally are to, have tonal quality that uh, you definitely don't find in, in new pieces of lumber. Um, so that's part of the, the other characteristic that goes with these guitars is the fact that I am using this old growth wood that you just can't go get today. And it doesn't have, it has a, such a unique sound of itself. Um, yeah, that, 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 that really ties in, you know, uh, Todd was talking about, uh, uh, Rick Kelly and, yeah. and, uh, and Cindy and, and, you know, they're, they're, since they're using that, that wood that, you know, was several hundred years old, probably at the time that it was con used in construction and then attack on another hundred or 150 years. It had been thousands of years. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's right it, out of yeah. the, the original growth forests of, of upper upstate New York. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you know about, much about history, Tony, but... Tell me. <laughs> tell me, Todd. I know nothing of history. I'm destined to yes. repeat it. Trees are made of wood. <laughs> So, That's cool, though. So you're using, I mean, it's nice to be able to use, I, I really appreciate people who are able to reclaim things, uh, especially when it comes to, to old wood like this, because it's 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 irreplaceable. I well, mean, yeah, that's just it. If, if, if something's not eventually done with it, then it's gone to history, so. Mm -hmm. Too cool. Now, about how long does it take to put one of these to, uh, you know, from start to finish? Um, the, my standard, like LP style, it, it's, I always tell everybody about six, uh, 60 hours is what it, it takes to put into there. Um, because one thing also, uh, where I might be, I don't know, I don't think many guitar builders are doing this, but I also do some urban logging. Uh, I have a sawmill and, um, I, uh, 
I cut and dry all my like uh, neck wood. I get, I'll, like in town here, I'll get a maple tree or a walnut if possible, um, and use that wood for the necks. And um, I like to use a uh, black walnut for fingerboards. And so um, I have like there's a lot going on. I, not that I'm milling your neck and your and your fretboard that when I'm building your guitar, but all those things I have to constantly be doing, which I enjoy doing. Uh, to build guitars is like, you know, I'm getting this wood ready for guitars that are going to be built in a couple of years from now. I have this wood that's ready now that I have to mill from uh, blank stock down to uh, the thickness that I need to in order to build a proper fretboard or neck or uh, body. Because that's the other thing, like on some of these solid bodies, uh, I'll use like alder or maple. And then a lot of that's I, I've been near over with the antique wood to give the aesthetic that then goes with the rest of the guitar. Nice. Hmm. Uh, acoustically those, which I I'll do them if somebody commissions me, but it's, you know, it's over 200 hours. Oh yeah. With the, with the full, like big hollow full, body ones. Yeah. No, yeah, no. Well, the, the hollow bodies are roughly about the same as the, um, as the solid bodies, but a full acoustic. Like oh, if I make it like, okay, I gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Proper acoustic. Now the, uh, somebody who might not have seen or experienced a reclaimed wood. Um, these look, some of them look pretty rough. Uh, tell us about the, the, the playability and the experience of this reclaimed wood style. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like I said, a lot of it's a veneer, you know, the stuff, um, I, I have, I rub it out enough to where you're not going to get full of splinters. And I do put a protective finish on there, um, to, to hold it, uh, into shape. But, uh, yeah, it, it plays great. I mean, you could, if you tried hard enough, you could probably get a splinter in some of these, uh, <laughs> depending on what model you want. But that's also a lot of people like will say, Hey, don't, you know, they specifically ask, they want that, that aesthetic. Um, and I stick with what they want. You there know? you go. But no. at the same time, at the same time, I want to make sure you're not going to be playing it and get a, end up wishing that you didn't, you know, get a big old splinter or something. Yeah. This might be a really weird question. I, I for whatever reason, I think if I was building this, I would, I would, I might ask this, but uh, on your LP style and maybe some of the other ones, um, you have the upper sort of like body cover with your your instrument panel and all that business, right? Mm -hmm. Do you ever do that in like leather, like in like on a, on a, like hide or anything like that, like saddle hide or like anything <clears> like that? You know, um, it's funny that you've asked because people have asked me to do that, um, but then I, nobody's ever really pulled the trigger. So I've I've never I've never actually done it but i i could i'm pretty sure if i had a thick or stiff enough piece of leather i could do that yeah yeah it's just like it's like all of this is you know it looks like it's coming out of a barn and there's a lot of leather in a barn usually so yeah just, i was just thinking a lot, of, a lot of hay in the barn a too. lot of hay in the barn don't build yeah. anything with hay <laughs> doesn't hay stand up terrible fret markers yeah <laughs> yeah so um if if somebody was to call up, uh, they go through the process, uh, or are these uh, you have them in stock online? No, uh, yeah. I mean, I used to try to keep them in stock. I used to try to sell at boutique shops, all that kind of stuff. But <clears throat> anymore, it's just yeah. You get a hold of me. We go through the process of you 
building your guitar, me reiterating that back to you, and then you get in line, and I get at it. So it's just, yeah, order one process, just ordering. I, I mean, I'm, I can't keep up by myself. I don't intend to ever really hire anybody. Uh, maybe when, if I get a little older and, and this is what I'm still doing, maybe. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, these last 20 years, uh, it's just been me, so. Hmm. Interesting. Now let's talk about pickups really quick. Uh, this is, you know, Jared just went, uh, tell us about what pickups and stuff you're using. All right. So, um, just a little story on my pickups because things have just changed here in the last year and a half or so, but I used to work with, uh, Rio Grande out of, um, out of of Texas there. Really good, really good friends with Dave. Uh, Mm -hmm. but Dave passed away. And when Dave passed away, uh, they kind of shut down for a while. And then I wasn't able to get a hold of anybody for a while. And I have to hurry up and find another pickup guy. And uh, that was right part of that COVID end of the COVID stuff there. And uh, I found another guy out of uh, Asheville, um, uh, Magneto uh, Design Lab. So that's who I'm using now. Magneto but, Design Lab. Yep. And the reason – oh, go ahead. Uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. So, um, tell us Lee, about them. I don't. I don't know that I've heard of them. Yeah, Lee. Uh, he's a just a small boutique builder. Hand. He always says his stuff is extremely handmade. Um, he's been at it for a few years now, and I feel like he makes a really great product. One thing that drew me towards him was uh, I'm really I, I love mini P90s, and that's. That's where I, how I ended up meeting him. Um, and that's why I had a great relationship. I used to sell guitars through Rebel Guitars um, at one time. And um, Wes introduced me to, to Rio Grande. And that's how I got to go with them. And they helped me figure out a style of uh, pickup that would really kind of lend well to the guitar, which ended up being the mini P90. And then after they went away, uh, I then met Lee. And he's been I- making yeah so I had no idea i had no idea that rio grande that that fella passed that's kind of shocking because i i remember seeing his stuff on sale all the time because I, I competed with you know he was just another competitor but you know competitor sounds like we didn't like each other and that's not true uh between pickup builders we all kind of get along and and root each other uh along uh the way but uh yeah that's kind of that's that's kind of sad to hear about that real grande he was around for a while you know yeah he 40 plus years i mean he would just call me up and just talk shop about the industry tell me the do's and don'ts you know just give me a lot Mm -hmm. of great advice and uh i really appreciated uh really appreciated the guy and it was just weird he would i could call him anytime and he'd always answer or text him And, uh, and then one week it was just weird. It's like, uh, Hey Dave, I need this pickup. I I had a show coming up and, uh, he wasn't answering. Hey Dave, I'm getting into a crunch here. And my wife's like, well, Google, like I kept trying to call his number and he wouldn't answer. And I Google and his obituary pops up. I'm like, Oh my God. That's happened to me a few times, uh, with some people I used to deal with in the past. And that's just what happens when you've been, doing this for a while you know it, yeah. it, it's gonna happen sooner yeah. or later so we're sorry to hear about that and uh but we're glad you found a new guy that kind of threw us hat in the ring yeah so, yeah that's cool 
Uh, I think Rio uh, Grande are back. There's some different guys trying to resurrect it. So, uh, but at the same time, I've already kind of committed to Lee, and I I don't want to keep just shifting gears for whatever you know. So yeah, that's that's good. That's good. I got a question for you. Maybe the last one. Um, out there, there's a lot of lore, you know, in the West, <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Are you anticipating where this is going? Well, I mean, I mean, we can, yeah, I just, I can only imagine. Well, my question is, um, since you're doing, you know, largely semi-custom builds for people, um, and there is, you know, I, I think a lot of quote-unquote soul or lore that uh, is associated with these type of instruments and where you're making them, ha- have there been any, any like, really interesting bits and bobs that people wanted incorporated in their builds? Oh, um, yeah, I guess kind of, uh, you know, nothing like of the human nature, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) thankfully (laughs) I'd like you to work this into my guitar. (laughs) Uh, But no, I've had people, um, like there was, this was quite a few years ago, but I had a guy from Washington state and they, his family owned this cabin and, um, and they ended up, uh, there was a table that they all, the family would gather around and he had me, it was a Formica table. He had me use the Formica from the table and he had it, the pick guard was made, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or, or like I had a guy, uh, order a guitar and had his, um, he, it was a, a, a wedding gift to his brother when he got married. And uh, the the whole guitar was made of all yeah, the little bits. He married his brother? He married his brother. <laughs> okay. And uh, it was it was uh, a magical. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and <laughs> anyway, they used all their stuff from their grandpa's ranch. That was like this. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they had all this history. And, and then when he presented it at the oh, wedding, golly, they could say, hey, you remember this was from grandpa's blah, blah, blah. You know, this oh, that's crap. That's yeah. the kind of stuff that just absolutely just make you buckle and cry yeah. your eyes out. Yeah. That's so fantastic. That cool. That's really cool. I was just thinking uh, because I ha- I remember I, I got this old piece of uh, turquoise when I was out uh, that way uh, a long, long time ago. And I, and I thought, oh, like turquoise, like little turquoise dot inlays, just carved that piece of turquoise up that I found with my grandpa up there or whatever. Uh, I you know, so that made me think like there, there's got to be like cool stories that you have. About oh, that. yeah. I mean, people have done that, like um, had me put different little bits and pieces in for like fret markers and, yeah. and things like that or try to uh, incorporate a, a piece that meant something to a love from a loved one or whatever, you know. But right. I also like it also when somebody's like, hey, can I give you you're the artist. You do what you do. You know, I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah, I've had this piece I've been saving and I want to use it, you know. So, uh, okay. On this, so this is still technically the last question, but, (laughs) uh, of those things, when you get total creative freedom, is there something that you're like really dying to do? Oh, well, I mean, the, I guess I, I should rephrase that, uh, creative freedom as far as that rustic style. What I'm dying to do is like, I want to build some epic, archtop guitar that would melt your face off i don't know (laughs) (laughs) 
but uh, no, I no, I can't say honestly. There hasn't been anything I've been dying to do. Okay, but but I, I did get a fun request the other day, and I'm ho- kind of hoping it'll it'll come. <laughs> I don't know if it, the if the guy hears it, he's like, "Can you make me a pink guitar with ponies for the cover plate?" And I'm like, "Yes, I can do that for you." That's so, cool. Yeah, I think that'd be uh, different. Do loads of people do, like awesome. call you and say, "I I got this barn," or "I got." I got a, a a bench out of my my grandpa's uh, old uh, horse buggy or stuff like that. Do you get do you just get inundated with calls like that? No, it's just everybody wants the um the history of the piece that I have. That's what they really want. They're like, "What do you have and what how interesting is it?" Like they want to know what I have already. Right. You know, and they and they want that history to know that uh where it came from or what the were I mean, and, you know, Montana is only so old, but at the same time, um, there is some history that goes with that stuff and some lore. And then also the fact that like where I live and uh, what I have in reach of. So like my shop is about 30 miles from my house and uh, it's up the up the Blackfoot Canyon up into the in the Potomac Valley there. And that, you know, the Blackfoot River, if you ever got into like the um, river runs through it. So people know that and, and, you know, being in the Rocky Mountains and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, it's gorgeous. Like the drive every morning and I try not to take it for granted, you know, driving past bighorn sheep and bald eagles and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, so I prefer they, I I believe they prefer just American Eagle, but you know, (laughs) 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 don't judge them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, uh, um, that I actually had a a decent question that I just completely spaced out on. Uh, well, it must have been good. This has been a ton of fun talking to you about this, and I really I appreciate, appreciate you sharing all the ins and outs and uh, things that are are probably uh, you know things that you, maybe you find interesting or don't. I'm not really sure, but. Um, it, it's very interesting to us. It's always great to talk to uh, a builder who has a unique perspective on things and has a great story to go with it. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I really appreciate having me. Awesome. So thank you. You're not out of the woods yet there, Buster. Oh, no. Uh, you know what it's time for, Tony blah, 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 and Jared? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we're going to fire up the El Camino. Yep. We got a long drive. We're going to need some blankets. Yep. Yep. I think we're gonna have to put Jared. You're gonna have to sit in the back this time because uh, sorry, okay. Tony and I are taking the cap. Yep. Uh, we're gonna hop on the El Camino and uh, find our way down to. Um, I, I'm gonna do this one, so let's let's Whoa. arrange this. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm just I, taking. The I wheel. had one ready, but okay. Oh, you did. I do. Okay. You gotta let me do mine. All I'll, right, I'll, I'll, I'll let you do yours. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for that awesome fun game of. Would you Very nice. We all take the El Camino way out to Montana, Mm. and it's March, so it's still cold as could be out there, right? It's freezing, but there's a heat wave, and it's 20 degrees outside. (laughs) And you have to do an outside gig at the county thing but Fair. you have to be there just whatever you want to call 
You have to do the gig outside. Yeah. So would you rather? Would you rather rather wear a nice, good quality, warm bear fur coat? But you have to use an old single coil cheapy Sears guitar, you know, an old like 70s Sears and Roebuck, just junky and it's got rusty strings and it's a half pint guitar. It's real small with a crate amp and no effects. Or would you rather wear a thin, cheap Big Bird suit and use a... Nice quality Gibson Les Paul <laughs> or Fender Telly. What? With a premium boutique amp like a Fop Star or a Bad Cat. You get the picture. A, did and you say a Big Bird suit? I believe he said Big Bird suit, yes. Big Bird. Yeah. You know, you big know, yellow Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Isn't that like all yeah. foam? Yeah, it's just real thin. It's and very thin. It's very the thin. wind gets in it and it's really cold and awful. So it's like a Big Bird onesie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that 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 changed things dramatically. <laughs> yeah. So you can be warm in your bear skin coat. I believe it's bar. Bar skin bar. coat. Yeah. yeah. But it has to be a really cruddy guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Or you get a nice guitar and rig with a big bird. Well, let me let me ask this, uh, Sean. Uh, out that way is that bear uh, brown, black, or grizzly, or what? What's out there? Yeah, so we've got the grizzly and we've got the black bear. So. Okay, Ooh. yeah. So which one is warmer and more luxury? Well, I think the grizzly would be the warmer of the two. And nice. and for you, Jared, I think you'd have to have that one because otherwise right. the black bear would look like a little Big cape bear. on you. Big bear. <laughs> Big bear. Big bear. Big bear. Yeah, that's from. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, that's an interesting one there, Jared. Uh, let's see here, Tony. We're gonna kick you off, and then we'll check in with Jared and Sean, and then me. Is there an option to go shirtless? No. <laughs> yes, you can go shirtless, <laughs> but you'll hold and nipply. Yeah. Be awful. <laughs> okay. okay. I think. I. I think I want to do the Big Bird. <laughs> I think I'd like to be Big Bird for a day. Okay. I'd like to do that. So I'm going to do that and have the guitar guitar choice and amp choice, and I'll be a happier camper than, you know, I, I might I might just, you know, might not be able to play in a in a bearskin coat. Okay. Uh, for, oh, so, I will. Okay. So I'm going, I'm going Big Bird. All right. Uh, let's see, Jerry, go ahead. I'll do the bear coat and just get some WD-40 and rub the strings down and hope for the best. Pretty much, yeah. I think that's a good choice. Sean, how yeah. about yourself? Well, I, the obvious choice would be the, the bear, um, just because you'd be playing to the audience and uh, everybody's liquored up anyhow, so it, it doesn't matter. You'd rather be warm and everybody rooting you on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can get down with that. I'm I'm taking the bear to, if nothing else, just the idea that, you know, there'd be a, a, just a silly human up there with a with a big giant bear hanging off their back. 
playing a piece of crap guitar. That's worth something. Right? So I'm stranded on Tony Island. You're stranded on Tony Island. I like it, though. I I like like the Big Bird idea, too. Yes. Yes. All right, Jared, that was delightful. Uh, We need to say thank you to a handful of illustrious human beings. And Tony Baloney's going to start us off there. That's right, Todd, because at this point of the show, there's a special group of people that we love to thank. That's right. This is spelled wrong, Todd. Oh, stop it. Ooh. Go ahead. These are our executive producers now. What's an executive producer? Well, an executive producer makes this show possible. How do you become one? You head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple different levels in which you can participate to become a sponsor, a patron, a friend, a hero of the podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Each level comes with some very nice thank you gifts. But as an executive producer... There's one thing more. Jared, what would that be? You get to have your name read on the thing, old buddy. Your name read on the thing. That's what I'm going to attempt to do now, even though I don't have my phone with me. Mm. So I'm doing this strictly from memory. Do it, man. Special thanks to Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi. Mike D, Richard Kendall, James White, Motander Guitars, Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterly, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk from Wonderful Audio Technology. What? Don Kloss, <laughs> Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hemmer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, Andrew DeHaan. <laughs> I'm feeling a bit woozy. Uh, James Bell, Cameron Pampas, Trevor Ellenberg, Christopher Logan, and John Sebastian. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, a quick little shout out to uh, Anthony Camillero. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We've been having some great conversations off the side, and I appreciate that. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Well, that's nice. Yeah. But you know, Todd, there's another special group of executive producers. Mm, yes. We like to call them our Grand Poobas. Grand Poobas. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, these fine folks wear a fez upon their head whilst drinking. And at the same time. Drinking a very mysterious orange liquid. Yes. At the mm-hmm. penthouse suite, of course. Yes. It's a special brew of cognac. Is that what it it's is? Not any <laughs> yes. They won't yeah. let me have it's any. cognac and tang. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. oh, that's bad. That's bad news. Yeah. So yeah. Special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups. That's right. Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Katie, and Sam Jett, LSJ Music Company. John Williams, James Pennington, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Tyler Casey Rines, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. Yes. 
David Poe, Billy Spitfire, Congregation Gear Demos, Scott Sullivan, Paul Van Eppinger, Great Lakes Guitar Pickups, Matt Hart, Enrico Fernando, Moon Guitars, Adam Johnson, Fox Hill Studio, Eric Wed- Edwards, <laughs> easy for me to say, That's and good. David Tyndall. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you all so very much. Uh, you truly are the wind beneath our grizzly bear suit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Love it. Yeah, we're, we're off to a great start for the year. If you're thinking about this and want to uh, keep the show going, we would love to read your name and uh, have you aboard. So uh, we need to say a tremendous thank you to our friend Sean uh, for hanging out with us and telling us all about his awesome guitars. Uh, Sean, where can people go f- go see what you're doing and uh, get one of these things? You know, uh, check out the latest is uh, Kachu Guitars on Instagram or at kachuguitars.com. And then you can always find me on Facebook. Also on Mustache Wars. Go ahead and oh. send him a picture of your mustache. I'm, I, I know he would welcome that. I would like to incorporate a mustache into my build. <laughs> Is it yours? No. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, Tony. Oh, check out uh, PickGuardian.com. Check out some of the things that I do. I make custom pick cards. Yay. Oh, big surprise, right? Yes. Uh, but you can order some stuff on there. But shoot me an email. Let me know what you're trying to do, what you need. You're doing a special custom one uh, for a junior, a double cut junior, by the way. I am? Yes, you are. We're going to talk not, about that later. I did and not it's know not, that. It's I did mine. not know that. It's not me. Oh, it's okay. No, somebody else. Okay. Well, nice. Yes. Uh, Jared, about yourself. You can find me at Instagram, Brandon. Instagram. Just send me a message and we'll talk about whatever you want. Yes. That is appropriate. Yeah. Age appropriate. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you know, I yeah. Mean, as long as you're a real person and you're not, you know, trying to scam me or something, yeah. we'll have a good time. Perfect. I know a Nigerian prince that might want to get in touch with you. Yeah. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're already friends. You can shoot me an email, Todd, at theguitarnobs.com. Uh, you'll have better success, arguably, if you do that uh, on Instagram, at guitarnobs. Uh, you can send me or us uh, collectively a question or just share what's going on with you in your guitar world. Uh, you can say what you like about the show or throw rocks at Todd. Rocksfortod.com. Uh Please check out the Villantinos on Spotify and and anywhere you're getting your streaming music. Yes. Um, for some good time, a rock and roll. Oh yeah. Especially when you're driving around. Thank you, That's Bobby and a sissy. Thank you, Bobby and a sissy. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody, have a fantastic guitar week and goodbye, Sean. Bye. And subscribe. Yeah. So how long of a horse ride would that be? It'd be about a good 14-hour horse ride. All right. <laughs> Interesting. That's at a full gallop, though. So. Okay. I like I'll, it. Uh, I'll be in charge of the chuck wagon. And by in charge, you mean I've sequestered the chuck wagon. <laughs> no one gets uh, any of the chuck or the wagon. <laughs> um, oh, hey. What's going on? All right.
blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to clap back in. Hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. Hello, my ragtime dog. Perfect. All right, here we go. Shut it. He's having cottage cheese. Old Jared had to go to the have a stress test, and old Jared doesn't eat pizza and all the good stuff. He only eats cottage cheese. Yes. Well, wait. I don't plow food down anymore like old when they say when you say you can't eat pizza, does that mean you can't eat a whole pizza anymore, <laughs> or just a pizza pizza? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate your mustache, and I appreciate you, sh- you, sh- you sharing where you're at. And uh, Jared, can you hear us? Hmm. Okay. Good. Uh, Sean, could you hear the wounded buffalo? I could. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> The video just chews up so much. Um, oh, bandwidth. Okay. Well, I was getting there, Tony, but thank you. <laughs> yes. Blue slices. He rolls up the pizza like a cigar. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's well, a good it's idea. That thin. It's the thin pizza. Hmm. <laughs> Born and raised here in Montana. So, how big is the sky? Oh, God. It Tony. is really big here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't even take it all in at once. It's yeah. Tony has the idiot's guide to low hanging fruit questions <laughs> for guests. Yeah, that's usually one of the first. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Turn to page see? Montana. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, big sky country. Yeah. So, my, my wife and, and uh, her family are all from Ohio. They're, they're from Youngstown. I'm from Youngstown. Ah, what a connection! <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, well, they might know Tony. He's the uh, eight-time running Polska Kielbasa uh, 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 queen of, of Youngstown. I had to dress in drag in order to compete in the uh, yeah. in the female category, and, and nobody nobody thought to uh, to ask. No, you passed the test. Somehow. I shaved. Yes. <laughs> Your mustache, anyways. <laughs> He's got his own. So let's okay. get the show on the road. Alrighty, and away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time